sports leader, the team. Is this thing on? 30 seconds. Okay, let's get this show ready. The team presents The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Seven o'clock. Good morning, pile. And away we go. I guess. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday morning. Busy, busy day today. NBA trade deadline. Big move happening this morning. We'll get into that in just a moment. Trade deadline, by the way, 1 o'clock today for the NBA. Avs with the rematch. Stanley Cup final rematch. With the Tampa Bay Lightning today. And oh yeah, we have Colorado Mesa Baseball too. So there's there's just nothing going on today. So we'll have that uh, Avalanche Lightning matchup pregame at 4.30 today. Potential join in progress if Mesa Baseball goes a little long. As the Mavs take on Azusa Pacific today, Buckeye and myself will have that one 12.45 today with pregame 1 o'clock first pitch from the Diamond at the Bergman Sports Complex. So, the big story this morning, if you're an NBA fan, if, if you're not, and there's there are those of you out there, though a lot of people commenting yesterday about the whole LeBron James becoming the leading, all-time leading scorer. And mm-hmm. Not exactly fans of of LeBron. And we got some uh, leftovers for the uh, morning show microwave from yesterday we didn't get a chance to get to, that we will in a moment. But uh, just days after Kyrie Irving gets sent to Dallas, the super team now is completely broken up. Of course, it started with James Harden yeah. wanting out, and now in Philadelphia, Kyrie's in Dallas, and Kevin Durant will join Kyrie in the Western Conference. Now a member of the Phoenix Suns, according to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski and ESPN, that uh, the Nets will send veteran forward T.J. Warren to the Suns, along with, of course, Kevin Durant, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jai Crowder, four first-round draft picks, and a 2028 swap. And they'll receive unprotected selections. The Nets will 2023, 25, 27, 29. And Jai Crowder will also will go to the Nets, and then he'll be there just long enough to get traded to somebody else, according to the report uh, from uh, ESPN, that he'll be dealt. So, when we talk about super teams, they haven't necessarily worked out always well, have they? Because remember Miami... They were, you know, they were going to win with D Wade, Chris Bosh, LeBron. They were, they were going to win, not one, not two, not three, not four. You know, they they're going to win multiple championships. But and in fairness to that team, they 
they worked to a certain extent. They, they were did. together for four years. They went to four finals. Which is good. They won. Which is better than the Nets. Right. Which, I mean. In, they, they won twice. They won twice. So they're, the, expect, the expectation, though, was that they were going to win more than that. Though, True. But let's be honest. Let's be fair. If you want to say, it, it did work. I mean, they, yeah. they got there four times. They won it twice. And they were together four years before and, LeBron went back to Cleveland. So, yeah. I mean. So, to be fair. But but that's been the outlier, right? Though yeah, I mean that's that's the exception, not the rule. As far as quote super team unquote, that's the only one that worked to any sort of stretch, right? I know the Warriors were a great team, a dynasty, kind of at the tail end of that Heat run, right? But they, I don't really put them as a super team necessarily because outside of KD, they were all drafted and developed. Draymond, Steph, Clay Thompson, they they all kind of came up together, right? So I don't put them as a super team, right? With they the were, exception of Kevin Durant. Yeah, when you, to me, super team is you go get superstars from other teams. They come mm-hmm. in, and that's yeah. your team. It's not guys you draft, develop, that turn into superstars. Mm-hmm. The Heat's the only one that had any sort of success, to be honest. Yeah, all the others I've either forgotten about or just didn't work. I mean, you go through well, Oklahoma City, where they had Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Mello, Stephen Adams. Mm-hmm. They lost in the first round. It didn't work out there. Yeah, go back. Speaking open. of Russ, got moved yesterday. What? Yeah. That was the biggest trade before I went to bed. Him off to uh, Utah? Yes, I believe that is correct. And D'Angelo Russell going back to the Lakers? Yes, for uh, yeah, Westbrook goes to Utah. Um, but it looks like they're going to buy him out, though. So mm-hmm. he could end up going to the Clippers or the Bulls. So that, that could be kind of like the Jai Crowder thing. There for five minutes and then yeah. then off to someplace else. Yeah, the the Lakers they get D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. One time Denver Nugget, Jared Vanderbilt, and yeah, Malik Beasley as well. That that is true. That is true. The only person in that trade of going from the Jazz is that wasn't was D'Angelo Russell, but he was already a Laker. They drafted him. <laughs> Just. Okay, it's like so they comes back around. They drafted him, then I think they bounced him to get yeah. LeBron, maybe or Anthony somewhere around there. I suppose they're like. going to help him in the th- in three point department because he's hit thirty nine percent of his threes, but defensively he's an absolute disaster. So yeah, so good he's going to need to hit a lot of those threes. Good, <laughs> good luck, Lakers, with that one. But. Uh, Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns. But most most super teams, for example, the Washington Redskins of 2000. Mm-hmm. They had, didn't work out. They had prime time. They had Deion Sanders. They had Bruce Smith. They had Champ before Champ came to mm-hmm. Denver. Andre Reid and Daryl Green. And they had Jeff Georgia quarterback. There were great expectations. And it 
they didn't even make the playoffs. They went eight and eight. Jeff George, I don't even think finished the season. That was pre Bucks Super Bowl win. Brad Johnson, right? I believe so. Yeah. There was the the super team with the New York Rangers, 0102. They had Mark Messier, Eric Lindros, Brian Leach, Pablo Bure, Theo Fleury. Mm-hmm. They missed the playoffs. With the 11 Eagles? Vince Young yes. called them a super team? They had what? Nandi Asamoah? Yeah. They had Michael Vick, Vince Young. Uh, soon to be maybe offensive coordinator head coach Mike Kafka was their quarterback, a a quarterback, LaShawn McCoy. Now, they have this list here. They have the 2014 Denver Broncos as a super team. Uh, I don't know. Because they... Because on here, they have Von Miller and Demarcus Ware as notable players. I mean, Von Miller, excuse me, and Demarius Thomas, who were already on the roster at that time. Right. And then Peyton had already been there for a while. They they brought in Demarcus Ware. Can you be a super team the year after you went to the Super Bowl? Can you be a super team, the a super team that failed, which is essentially what this article is getting at, right? Well, the next year they would go. This is 2014. So right. They, well, wasn't this in between the two? And this is when they went to the Super Bowl. No, this is um, no, this is not. This is when they lost. Oh, this is uh, bef- lost the divisional bef- round. They yeah. Lost, lost the. So Colts, this is after Super Bowl forty eight. Before right. Super Bowl fifty. Correct. So, so <laughs> can you? Re- I mean, uh, they're a super team that failed. Two Super Bowls in three years and a win. Yeah, I'm. I'm That's I'm kind of like saying the Heat failed. I, I'm. I'm with you on that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you. You had success. A super team that goes eight and eight, like the Eagles, Washington. That's yeah. not great. When twelve you, and four. That's yeah. They went, they went twelve and four and lost in the divisional round, and that led to Gary Kubiak getting hired mm-hmm. and, uh, and and the emphasis on defense. Yeah, when you when you've gone to a Super Bowl and then you end up winning a Super Bowl not long after this. I mean, they made the playoffs. It's it was disappointing that they lost in the divisional yeah. round, but I, I just yeah. I pretty much every they won their division weapon, that year. You know, I I don't put Welker as a weapon. He had four hundred yards, but every offensive weapon outside of Emmanuel Sanders was drafted. Yeah, it's Demarius Thomas, Julius Thomas, C.J. Anderson, Ronnie Hillman. The co- the core the core got, was drafted. That's not really a super team. Yeah, did they have T.J. Ward? Did they have Demarcus Ware. Sure. Did did they go out and get Emmanuel Sanders? Yes. Mm-hmm. Akeem Talib, Chris Akeem, Harris, sure. Yeah, Peyton, obviously. But uh, yeah, to me that to say that was a a failed super team. They never come to mind like, when I think of super teams. No, no, it was a team that had good talent mm-hmm. with free agents. That was a pretty right. damn good football team. Well, just look at the Yankees every year. They're essentially yeah. a fantasy face fantasy baseball team from four years previously. And they haven't won anything since oh nine. And notorious cheater on that squad too, so maybe they don't even get that one. But now now that we have the, the, the death of the most recent super team. It's gone. It's done. Which didn't do anything. Which did absolutely nothing. Like not even Oh, they won their division. You know, they made it to a championship round. They didn't do anything. 
it's because they were either well everybody mm-hmm. you know, half the time they were not together. Right. Lost Eastern Conference semifinals in 2021. Other than that, they lost first round, lost first round. They'll get in this year, but they're not going to go very far. Yeah, the the record I'm seeing here, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden, they were 47-27 together with the three of them together. Mm Mm-hmm. Which that's good. It's good, but it's not. But that's, fantastic. That's two games more than a full regular season. Yeah, not not what you expected out of those three. No, playing together. Expected at least at least one trip to the conference finals. Right, at mm-hmm. least at least get to the conference finals. Yeah. So, I, pile your thoughts today on super teams. Maybe just the more, not so much about Durant specifically going to Phoenix and all that. Just the the notion of super teams. I've heard a lot already this morning of, well, maybe this is the death of the super team. Or not the death of the super team. Death of player empowerment. Because Sean Marks let these two guys build that team. Right? We don't want to coach. We don't want to play under Atkinson. Okay, we're going to hire Steve Nash. Because that's who you want. That's right. That's your hand Now guy. you don't want Steve Nash anymore after two seasons where his low watermark was 44 and 38. Well, we're going to fire him. So now Jacques Vaughn is the guy. Jacques Vaughn's gone 30 and 17 as the head coach. But everybody wants out now. Cracks were forming like almost immediately. But this summer, Kyrie's like, I'm in. Katie, I want out. And then, okay, I'll, I'll come back. Like, Sean Marks is going to go down as maybe one of the worst GMs if this team doesn't do anything here in the next two years because he let these guys build this team, and then now who's there? Spencer Dinwiddie, right? Because he got the trade from the math. So he's back with the Nets. And if you're Phoenix, is this going to work out for Phoenix with Kevin Durant and Chris Paul? Is it going to work? I guess we'll find it because this is this is kind of there. While one super team dies, mm-hmm. this is kind of a creation out of the ashes of that. And yeah. and, and Luca with Kyrie Irving in mm-hmm. Dallas, Devin Booker, Devin Booker. You know, so Booker, Chris Paul, and and now Kevin Durant. Just based on history with Kevin Durant, if there's no Steph Curry, there's no success. Really, no. he he's not. He's shown that he doesn't want to lead a team. He's shown that he can't do it himself. And then you got Chris Paul, who's had a a, a career renaissance here the last mm-hmm. few years. A very decorated regular season player. But also a guy that can be, on occasion, a little... Um, Prickly? A little, little difficult mm-hmm. in his own right. How's that going to work together? So it's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out with Durant there. But do, does this bring to an end the, the you know the player empowerment notion, the super team idea? There's always going to be somebody that's going to try to create a super team because they think that they think that mm-hmm. overwhelming talent 
It'll just click. Yeah. It'll, it'll be different it'll here. It'll be different here. Yeah, we get it. It hasn't worked in other places. It'll be different here. Right. Our, our coaching staff's different. The guys we have on this roster are different. They'll make it work with the new guys coming in. Mm-hmm. There's always good, Somebody's always going to be talked into that. There's so, not so much knock on Steph Curry, but there's knock on LeBron and whatnot and other players. And I'm not trying to force LeBron into this conversation because it'll make sense at the end. There's knocks on these players, right, for, for various reasons. But the super team in Brooklyn was formed when James Harden had won anything when he was the guy, whether it was OKC or Houston. Houston. And now in Philadelphia, they're the third best in the East, but he's not the guy there. That's Joel, Joel Embiid. Embiid. Yeah. Kyrie Irving won Bubkiss without LeBron. Kevin Durant won Bubkiss without Steph Curry and Draymond and this, the Warriors. You know, so I think the player empowerment era has kind of crescendoed. It maybe jumped the shark yesterday with that trade. Yeah. There might still be guys that get the acquiescence from the GM or the owner or whatever front office. But I think you're going to see a lot of pushback with, you know, this has never really worked. Maybe GMs kind of know what they're doing. Maybe guys in Cleveland when they went to finals, in, you know, Boston, in Milwaukee, teams that have won, Golden State, teams that are getting to finals, which the Nets never did. Maybe they know what they're doing. And not Kevin Durant, and not Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Maybe those guys don't necessarily know how to build and coach teams. I, I just think you're you're right though, in that whether you like LeBron or not, others have flourished around him. Steph Curry, mm-hmm. others have flourished around yeah. around them. Not, I mean, not that they haven't benefited from mm-hmm. outstanding play from other people. But they seem to be, they're the catalyst, they're yeah. the reason why. Dwayne Wade won without LeBron. Chris Bosh Chris Bosch didn't. Yep. You know, KD, Andre Iguodala wasn't, he was a good player, but he, didn't, he wasn't winning anything until he went to Golden State. Yep. But he's not a top tier, I understand. He's not no. a top tier frontline NBA player. But some of these guys are not good enough to do it on their own. And some guys are good enough regardless mm-hmm. who's around them. Look at that 07 Cavs team. I know. He, he, they sucked he without LeBron. Put them on his back. All right, yesterday about LeBron uh, from our friend CJ. Good morning, CJ. Different eras breed different types of players. The best adapt and thrive. Good for LeBron, but I'll take MJ all day. Well-reasoned. Very, you can't do that. Good job. That's can't, not sports, sorry. morning sports radio. Sorry, Come C- on. sorry, CJ. You can't do that mature for these parts. The last thing is the statistics. This is from Jared. Drives me crazy. Would anyone take Philip Rivers or Matt Ryan over John Elway or Dan Marino? No. Statistics are so overrated now. Leagues have made it impossible to play defense. I think when you evaluate players, evaluate anybody, it's got to be what they accomplished in terms of championships or postseason runs and, and the numbers that they put up. And the playoff numbers, when, when the game is on the line, when it's the most important game, it's usually the postseason, right? Mm-hmm. What do those numbers look like for those guys? I think that's always something to, to look at as well. Uh, from Steve Bradshaw's, Terry Bradshaw's, slowly transition from lovable crazy uncle that says borderline crazy things to an old bitter grandpa that is negative and mean. Never liked Denver, especially Elway. 
about the comments about not wanting to work Sean Payton on it wanting to work with Russ and mm-hmm. Brad Shaw revealing that the other day uh, during the, the Super Bowl media Which week. I didn't know it had anything to do with John Elway, but I guess because it's Bron- it guess Broncos, I guess, because oh, okay. it's about, about the Broncos. All right, 7.20, and it's time for... What's happening? And it's brought to you by our friends at ComWest. They're your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. We're talking about a new business phone system. That's what you're looking for. We have one of the the ComWest systems here. Fantastic business phone system. And they have a tremendous support to go along with that. Surveillance, network support, cybersecurity, backup, and disaster recovery. They do it all. They're your technology service partner. Call them today at ComWest, 970-242-8142. Lead it off with a big NBA trade story this morning that uh, Kevin Durant is moving on from the Nets to the Phoenix Suns. And so the Nets will send veteran forward TJ Warren to the Suns along with Durant. And they'll get Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Jai Crowder for first-round draft picks and a 2028 pick swap. And it looks like Crowder's probably going to get traded by the Nets before the 1 o'clock trade deadline today. Nuggets continue to uh, look into the possibility of trading uh, Bones Highland. Of course, Bones Highland and some of his friends had uh, some uh, choice words on social media for uh, Jamal Murray because, well... Bones has been unhappy about his playing time. It looks like the Nuggets are probably going to accommodate him by sending him someplace else. All right, today on the Team Sports Network, it's Mavericks baseball. Carver Mesa opens the season with a West Coast team, the Azusa Pacific Cougars. Uh, Cougars enter the game at 3-2 and two on the season. Mavs head coach Chris Hank says the Cougars have a lot of key pieces back from last year. They lost in the Super Regional just like we did. Unlike us, they returned seven of their starting uh, position guys, two starting pitchers. They have a good club. You know, we have some familiarity with them. We did see them last year. They're very offensive. It'll be a real stiff test for us right out of the gate. Mavericks swept that four-game set last year at Azusa when they scored 73 runs in that series. You can catch the Mavericks opener with Azusa Pacific today, pregame at 1245 on the Team CMU Sports Network, brought to you by Ken Richards State Farm Insurance. After falling in overtime to the Penguins, the Avalanche look to get their first win post-All-Star game in a place that has a lot of memories. The Avs are back in Tampa Bay for a rematch with the Lightning for the first time since the Stanley Cup Final. Avs radio voice Connor McGay, he says Tampa is in a vulnerable position. Florida beats Tampa the first game back from the break the other night, 7-1, to and then the Lightning come home and they lose in overtime, up 3-1 over San Jose. Tampa's dropped two in a row. And the Avalanche will get them on night four with three games, which could be advantageous. But don't underestimate the fact that it's a rematch of the Stanley Cup final. Avs and Lightning today on the Team Sports Network. Coverage will start either at 4.30 sharp or be joined in progress after Colorado Mesa baseball. Grand Junction ice swimmer Whitney Stortz is in the finals of two events at the 4A State Swim and Dive Championships at Thornton. Stortz qualified for the finals of the 50 and 100-yard freestyle. The Tigers' Kylie Mole took 13th in the one-hour breaststroke to make the B finals. Both Colorado Mesa swim and dive teams laid at the Armac Championships at El Pomar on the CMU campus. The Maverick women won four events last night with Olivia Hansen taking the 1,000 freestyle. Teammates Logan Anderson and Izzy Powers tied for the win in the 50 freestyle. And the CMU 200 medley relay team set a new Armac record in winning their event on the men's side. Maverick diver Isaiah Cheeks won the three-meter diving competition. And that's a look at... What's happening? Brought to you by our friends at ComWest. Like I said, if you're looking for help with your 
IT issues, they're the folks to call. Backup and disaster recovery, cybersecurity, PC and server support, or a new business phone system or surveillance, they have you covered. ComWest, call them today, 970-242-8142. Voice the Buffalo's Mark Johnson joins us next on The Jim Davis Show. They're a lot of fun. The Jim Davis Show. They're idiots. Say what? On Colorado's sports leader, the team. It's time to talk buffs with CU Voice Mark Johnson on the Jim Davis Show on the team. And with us right now, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, the voice of the cover of Buffaloes, Mark Johnson. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning, Jim. Happy Thursday. Likewise to you, sir. This is a nice little uh, little break for you. A little uh, time off before uh, basketball on Saturday. Of course, you had the game on Sunday with, uh, with Stanford, so... A little uh, R&R for Mark Johnson. Well-deserved, sir. It is kind of nice. I just wish the uh, Pac-12 would uh, space them out a little bit. You know, you'd like to see maybe that uh, Utah week once in January, uh, once in February. That would allow me to get out and do some pheasant hunting in January. And they didn't, uh, you know, bless me with that kind of schedule this year. So we've got, yeah, Utah twice in the month of February. Well, technically, I guess the second game is March 4th, but right at the end of the season. But, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, we'll take when they come, I guess. Well, why don't you call up the commissioner and say, look, George, come on. Let's you know, let's think of think of the broadcasters and think of the things that you you like to do and how you can make that work for Mark Johnson. I, I think you should give Klevikov a call on that. You know, I'll I'll ponder that idea. I may give him a call and talk about that next year. I'm not I'm not sure how high that's going to be on his priority list, but but I'll I'll make the call. I think and, and uh, we'll see what he says. Mark Johnson joins us today. A good win for the Buffs uh, last Sunday. Uh, they moved to 15 and 11, 84 62 win over Stanford, and, and you know the home domination. That's uh, the thing the Buffs would love to get back to on a regular basis. And a good game from Tristan De Silva, 25 points. KJ Simpson uh, with, with 21 in that game, and uh, Buffs did a did a nice job in particular in the second half, uh, outscoring them 45 to 23. Well, I think there's two things I take away from that that ball game right there. Um, Number one, Tristan Silva right now is playing as well as, you know, I, I don't think it's hyperbole to say, not anybody in the country, in the, in the uh, conference rather, anybody in the country I think at this point. I mean, his, his month of January, now well into February, has been phenomenal. He's averaging about, oh, I don't know, it's, I think it's about 21 points per ball game and about seven rebounds. And, I mean, he is becoming a dominant player. There was a, uh, an NBA scout there, former coach, in fact, that Scott and I each talked to, and we asked him about De Silva, and he told both of us, uh, yeah, he's an NBA guy. Uh, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at him, you know. And so I love the way he's developing. And, and now he's, you know, I don't think, Jim, his natural personality isn't necessarily, you know, to be overly dominant in, in terms of kind of, uh, you know, a dominating time of, of, uh, with the basketball or, you know, being the guy that's going to say, okay, give me the ball, I'm going to score right now, I think this is something he's had to grow into. And there was a couple of moments in that Stanford game I really liked where in the first half when the offense was flowing for both teams a little bit, K.J. hadn't scored a whole lot early. And I think there was a couple of times where Tristan got the ball and said, you know, you can kind of tell he's like, I'm not passing it. It's staying with me. I'm going to make a play right now. We need somebody to, to score and kind of keep up with what – uh, you know the uh, the Stanford Cardinal was doing in, in that ball game offensively, and so I, I like I like to see him doing that. Uh, and then the other thing that kind of struck me in that game was KJ. We saw a little bit, I think, in the Cal game, but really in the Stanford game, maybe coming out of that slump he's been in. And so I think that 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 pretends well for the Buffaloes down the stretch here. Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, joins us every Thursday on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. 
and Utah coming up, and you look at uh, where the standings are right now in the Pac-12, UCLA 10-2, and 19-4, and Arizona's having a sensational season, 21-3. and They're 10-3 and in conference. USC at 17-6, and 9-3. and Those three look like they're in really good position, particularly, obviously, UCLA and Arizona, to make the NCAA basketball tournament. We're talking with uh, your your colleague, uh, Wyatt Thompson, about the Big 12, and there's yeah. a chance they could get six, seven teams out of the Big 12 into the NCAA basketball tournament. What do you think that number looks like for the Pac-12? Oh, I think it's probably two to three, probably. Maybe a fourth, depending on how the postseason, you know, the, the last, what, two, three weeks of the season, the postseason the tournament goes, I, you know, this league, I think there's some very good teams in this. I, I think there's, I think Arizona and UCLA are great teams. After that, I think there's a small handful of very good teams, and and then there's a couple other pretty solid teams. But I, you know, I I, I think you know we, we kind of let ourselves down in the non-conference slate once again. Um, you know, Colorado had a great opportunity, had two huge wins. Oh my goodness, they were good wins. And then had a couple of others that you know kind of were kind of head scratching. You know the UMass one doesn't turn out to be too bad the way they play this season. But uh, you know, I, I just think that we we haven't done enough. And it's uh, kind of interesting considering the last couple of years that the Pac-12 has actually done pretty well in the NCAA tournament. But yeah, I think probably probably three is pretty safe. I think when it's all said and done, again if things pan out uh, correctly in the uh, Pac-12 tournament, maybe a fourth depending on how things go. But yeah, I don't I don't think you can hope for much more than that. Mark Johnson, voice of the Colorado Buffalo, is with us today on the Team Sports Network. Let's uh, flip it over to football for a moment because there's a, a piece out from the San Jose Mercury News ranking the quarterbacks in the Pac-12 heading into this season. Hmm, I've not seen that. All right. Okay, well, we'll we'll, we'll give you we'll, we'll see how, how Mark Johnson reacts to this. Uh, who do you think they have ranked as the number one quarterback in the Pac-12 heading into this season? Well, there's probably a couple guys, but being that one of them's got the Heisman Trophy, I'm going to go with uh, Caleb Williams out of USC. Yeah, I would say that too. They have him number two behind really Michael not. Penix. Michael Penix, well, you know, yeah, I, which and, is not bad. He, he was the other guy that I thought about, uh, but I thought, well, since the one guy's got the hard room, maybe they go with him. But yeah, I, I don't have a problem with either one of those guys being one or two. Yeah, they're both pretty good. They got Bo Nix third. Okay. Where do you think they have Shadur Sanders ranked? Well, uh, that's a difficult question because it's only going to be on speculation, right? And and so, and this quarterback conference is loaded coming up in 2023. So, let's put him at sixth. How does that sound? They actually they have him at ninth. Ninth. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I I don't know I, if we could really make a strong yeah. argument. If, if they would have had a little higher than that, I would have. I would have sure. Said, maybe uh, because it, it is it right now. It's all on speculation. We we know he's gifted physically. Uh, but we do know that this, you know, he hasn't played at this level, and as I said, this league is going to be loaded in 2023. So, all right, I'm fine with that, I guess. Depending, you know, because uh, you're, everyone's kind of guessing at it right now. Yeah, I mean, who? I mean, he played FCS, which yeah. obviously a, a lower level, and this, you know, Pac-12 is a, a huge, you know, upgrade in terms of the talent that he'll face. And yeah, I, I just, you know, to me, to say he's dead last, I don't know about that. But you know, yeah, six to nine, I'm. I'm I'm with you on that. I'm I'm comfortable with that. They got Cam Rising at number eight. Uh, DJ Ungalele, they've uh, new Oregon State quarterback. They got him at number five. So um, Bo Nix is number three. So um, th- those are you know some of the the rankings according to the San Jose Mercury News and how they they put this all together. But uh, well, and you know, Jim, you think about it, uh, and everything we're talking about here is all good news for the Pac-12 in 2023. When you've got that much quarterback, yeah. Now, 
generally that means good football is being played. And, and so I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I think it's, it's fantastic. And, and you know, uh, I don't know Shadur at, at all very well at this point in time, you know, just getting to, to be around him a little bit. But my guess is he, being an athlete, he's a very competitive guy. He'll probably take that as a little bit of, uh, you know, motivation for him and, and want to prove people wrong. And, but I, I think it's good for the league because I think there's going to be fantastic quarterback play, which means it'll be awful fun for all of us to watch. Absolutely. I mean, just the first guys we mentioned, I mean, your Heisman Trophy winner and Caleb Williams, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix had a really good season at Oregon. Uh, DJ Ungalele has a lot to, I think, to, to prove once again now that he's no longer at Clemson. I think Cam Rising's a really good quarterback at Utah. I thought Jaden Delora played well at times for Arizona. I mean, it's it is a conference. It's got some really, really yeah. talented guys uh, slinging the football in, yeah, in 2023. That's positive for us. Yeah, yeah, that's all positive for the league. So that, that's good stuff. Uh, the other thing I was going to ask you about. Uh, Pac-12 Pac Commissioner George Klaivkoff, uh apparently visited with San Diego State and SMU. Uh, maybe joining the conference. Uh, Mark Johnson's reaction to that? Not, not terribly shocked at all about San Diego State. It makes perfect sense to me. I mean, when we heard about UCLA and USC heading to the Big Ten, that that's the first team you think of. It's a quality program. It, it's you know, I mean, <laughs> somebody said to me, "Well, it's not Los Angeles." Well, you know, what is Los Angeles anymore? I mean, <laughs> the entire Western Seaboard is is all one city. So, however you want to divvy that up, but they've got Southern California. They've got very good basketball, as we well know. So that's a good fit in that regard. So that one did not surprise me. SMU is kind of an interesting deal. You know, when when I was thinking about it initially, I was thinking about okay, Fresno State is in there. You could look at UNLV and you know some along those lines. Where the SMU thing. Coming out of uh, you know Big Twelve territory was a little bit interesting to me, and you know it's uh, certainly quality athletic program from top to bottom, I think. And so uh, I, I, it's interesting that they want to you know reach into the Big Twelve's backyard uh, and do something like that. And you know there's been a little bit of bad blood that was going on between the two leagues, and so you know I I, I wonder if that's uh, you know the first shot over the bow, or if there might be more to come, or what that's going to look like. But uh, yeah, well, you know why not ask you take take that Dallas market? I think that'd be a, that'd be a good deal from a television standpoint. Yeah, and look, are they going to be able to replace the star power of USC and UCLA with San Diego and State and SMU? No, no. but you is like to say, you know, sometimes you got to take chicken poop and make it, you know, turn into chicken salad, and that's what I think. That's what you know what. George is trying to do right now with, with talking to a school like San Diego State. It's got a nice new stadium. It, their, their basketball program is really good. Yep. Football, they've been very consistent in the Mountain West. And, you know, you get that Southern California TV market. That that, that makes some sense. And that and throw the SMU in from the television market in Dallas and also, you know, the recruiting base Absolutely. in Texas. So that, that's not a bad uh, aspect of it either. I want the record to show here, by the way. Okay. And I, I hope this really hits the internet and uh, goes wild on social media, that Jim Davis has referred to San Diego State and SMU as chicken poop. I want everyone <laughs> to understand what, what you just said right there. I, I'll, be, I'll be ridiculed. I'll be ripped <laughs> on Twitter. I'll be eviscerated, Mark. Because I'm... If it blows up and they don't come into the league, they're going to point to that and everyone's going to say that that dude over there in the western slope of Colorado blew the whole thing up by referring to their programs as chicken poop. Yeah, We're going to make sure that happens. Total disrespect. Of both those programs by, by years truly here, apparently. So, Damn, yeah. You have started a storm today. <sighs> it's a firestorm Thursday, Mark. Thank, <laughs> th thank you, sir. Thanks for, for, for creating creating drama today on a Thursday. Hey, Mark, I enjoy the few days off here. Uh, good luck with the call coming up against uh, the Buffs and, and Utah. I always appreciate the time, my friend.
You may able to talk to you next week. See you. All right. Take care. Mark Johnson, stirring things up this morning for me. But let's be honest. It's my show, so I can bring on whoever I want to bring on the show. Exactly. And I can say what I want to say within. within but I'm a reluctant dictator. Within reason. Okay. Within reason. That's true. You can't say exactly <laughs> what you want to say. There are times, no. There are times I'd like to Some of do those that. people listen to this show. <laughs> Sometimes oh. I'd like to say it, but I just don't. I mean, there's truth to that, though. I mean, it's yeah. no, no offense to San Diego State or SMU, but they're not USC and UCLA. And there's not a lot out there right now. Mm-hmm. And so what do you do? That's like replacing Johnny Walker Green Label or Black Label with, like, a well tequila. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's somebody on the schedule, It'll, but it's not really going to be the same. Well, it, yeah, it's... They're they're similar, but they're really not the same in terms of quality and brand yeah. recognition and things like that. I, it's like, here's one of the most expensive alcohols and water. <laughs> yes, technically they're both drinks, but and like in fairness to SMU, they're they're much they much improved in football, mm-hmm. and you know, there's there's positives there. Do they same bring anything in any other sport though? Basketball, they've been okay. They've not yeah. been great. They've been okay. San Diego State, like I said, pretty good in football, pretty good in basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, baseball, too? Yeah, baseball. I mean, there's... Not that the Pac-12 is a big baseball hotbed, but Oregon State's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's... Arizona State. Yeah. I, I, I just think that, you know, if you're if you're George Klavkoff, you're, you're limited on what your options are right now. Yeah. And if you're looking to rebuild TV markets, because... You're still trying to get your deal done, your media, your big media deal done. Mm-hmm. And if you can say, "Hey, look, we're going to have, yeah, we, yeah, we're losing USC and UCLA. We we get that, we understand that, but at least we have California TV market with San Diego State. We have the Dallas TV market with SMU, mm-hmm. and that 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 does add to the attractiveness because whether people like it or not, that is a big part of this now. TV markets are yeah. a huge part of this." And if you can say to Apple or Amazon or, or whoever, you know, that, you know, that you're getting bigger markets, which means mm-hmm. more probably to over the air TV than, but still there's, there's importance there in terms of, because it's going to be part of your media deal. It's not going to be all Amazon or Apple right. on streaming. It's going to be an ESPN or a Fox or, or, or whoever over the air TV that you're still going to have a TV deal with. Not all, you're not going to go MLS and go pretty much. You know, completely Apple TV. They were still have. They're still going to have games on ESPN mm-hmm. and I believe on Fox. But, but for that part of the the media deal that you negotiate with one of the TV networks, that's an important thing to have. You've got to have that bargaining chip. You've got to. Hey, this is a along with the names we already have in this conference, mm-hmm. the Oregon's of the world and the Washingtons that we we do have. TV markets in Dallas and a big market. We have a TV market in Denver with with the Buffs. There are bigger TV markets as part of our conference yeah. still. I mean, there's a bunch of random little colleges in L.A. you could pick up to get the L.A. TV market, right? Like Long Beach or something. Do they play football? Who's the one to play football? Got to play. Got to have football. Semantics. Really, <laughs> Azusa have, Pacific is in the L.A. region. You pick them up, they play don't baseball. Have foot, yep, they have, but they don't have football anymore. 
You think Azusa Pacific? No offense to the folks. Welcome Azusa, by the way. Welcome Cougars to no town. No offense to the folks that we're going to be <laughs> but, talking to in think, five hours. But do you really, do you really think that they're they're going to make the jump from from D two to the Pac twelve, and they don't have football? I just I don't really know if football's all that important. You know, in the grand scheme of things, no. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but it's, it's ridiculous. What, what are you okay? Did you hit your head walking in this morning? In this deal, it's everything. I might have. What are you drinking over there? What is that? This is a Mountain Dew Energy. It's not a four loco, I promise. It's a one of those uh, vodka and tomato juice. No, <laughs> in a can. Not a clamato. It's no. not a clamato. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. You drinking a clamato this morning? No, I don't like that. Clamatos. Yeah, I'm, I'll have a clamato. Hold the tomato juice. <laughs> don't <laughs> think that kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? That just, just my. If thought. the purpose is to get drunk, then just drink the vodka yeah. at that point. Why put? vegetable yeah. juice in the middle of anything i have to admit i, like I, a bloody I do i do like tomato juice more than i did as a kid i remember my mom used to try to get us to drink v8 you need to drink v8 which isn't exactly straight up tomato juice no. it's got other vegetables other in it carrots and stuff in it and i mean you know i remember as getting older okay i'll try a bloody mary and i was like okay this isn't bad it's all right it's not not my thing mm-hmm but yeah, to, just to sit down, I'm just jonesing for a glass of tomato juice. Yeah, cannot. No. I've never said that in my entire life. I'll I'll drink it if it's like a Bloody Mary or something. But just to just to drink it, I but, I but, will but, but I'm, more, it, I'm more willing to do it than I ever would have in the past. I will drink it in protest, even if it is the only drink available. Tomato juice. That's how much I don't like it. Well, if you're. You're vegetable averse anyway. Yes. I didn't get this physique eating fruits and vegetables. <laughs> no, no, you did not, sir. Tomatoes? Radishes? No. No. What are you talking about? And um, imagine fruits too, like like blueberries. No. no. I'm not a big blueberry fan, but I know they're good for me, but I still don't really. This is a like pomegranate much. blueberry flavor, but it's still technically Mountain Dew. It does look like a clamato can. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. From looking through my window, that's what it looks like. I'm, I'm gonna come over there, take it. Take I'm a enjoying check. this better than a clamato, probably. Seven forty-four. I am off tomorrow, so. Yeah. <laughs> See what else I got in the lunchbox over here. Workday is still in progress, though, with this show, and then we're doing baseball. You realize that we are doing baseball yeah. later. Okay. Just might get into just checking. May have to help me out with the out cues. <laughs> about sixth or seventh in there. Hey, That's somebody uh, over there at the office. Sponsors this thing. <laughs> I guess I'll be, I'll be doing like, I guess I'll be doing play by play. Harry Doyle <laughs> in Major League Two. I'll pass out just <laughs> middle of the inning. Okay, it's it's, it's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, what do you have there, my friend? Uh, apparently, I have two, actually. I got one yesterday and forgot about it. So here is the original. We got time for it, so yeah, go ahead. It's uh, the Kelsey Bowl, you may have heard, coming up uh, Sunday on the Team Sports Network. That little Travis, game they're going to play in Phoenix? Yep, Travis and Jason playing against each other. And they, of course, have their own podcast, and they've had uh, 
uh, Hargett this week, Mama and Papa Kelsey on, and Jason being the oldest while having their mother on, say it needled Travis a little bit, and then his mom kind of spilled the beans. How disappointed were you when Travis was announced as a boy? <laughs> no, no, I was not. I was hoping for a girl, but I got one. He's a fashionista. <laughs> I see where this is going, you two. And a dancer. And a dancer. Thanks, Mom. You remember you guys were saying that I named him after the fat kid on Overboard? That's what I thought you named me as. Okay, there was another Travis Ooh. on a, a soap opera. A soap opera? And I just had thought he was the most gorgeous man in the whole world, and I named you after him. Damn it. So you told Dad. Soap opera? Time out. Time, I'm going to say, hold on. So you told Dad that you liked the name Travis off of a fat little kid from Overboard, but secretly you had a man crush going on, yeah. and that's who you named him after. Yeah. That's so terrible. How could you do that? <laughs> that's a great little story for Mama Kelsey. That is really good. Do you want my other one? It's another funny story. Sure. Go ahead. It's Dan Orlovsky yesterday on the Dan Patrick Show talking about how he actually made it to UConn to play football is because he kind of cheated. Now, once again, scouts were coming, and then you it moved. It was Edsel, Randy Edsel. He wanted to come to watch a practice. And you moved the cones on the 40-yard dash. Yeah, because I knew of UConn. I had not had any offers then, and I knew that if UConn didn't offer me, no one was going to offer me. <laughs> so, you know, we had two cones, start and finish, and I was running at like 5'8", maybe at that time. And I knew, like, if I did not get an uh, offer from UConn, I wouldn't buy anybody. And he showed up, and my dad went to go see him, so I kicked the final cone up like four or five yards. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And, and, and what was your 40-yard dash time? When I ran it in that moment, yeah. it was 4.8. Oh Realistically, God. it was like... <laughs> and then I went to camp that summer, and I ran like 5.6. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't an athlete or did, athletic. Did did coach look at his watch and like wait? I'll never forget. He looked at me, arms up like the emoji. He went arms up, and I responded back with my hamstring. How do you oh, notice? My hamstring. How do you not notice that's a 35-yard dash yeah, instead of a 40? Yeah, that's all you like. Wait, wait a minute. The, like, hang that, on a second. That doesn't, that doesn't look right. God, he looked slow, but he ran a 4-8. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that an NFL quarterback mm-hmm. ran a slower time than than I ran in high school. That makes me feel much better. Yeah. And. And oh, by quite, like, and wait, by hold on a minute. and by quite a bit. I mean that makes me feel really good to be quite honest. Did I just by not a lot. pursue this enough? I ran a much faster time than that, and I ran a legit forty, not not a thirty-five. Yeah. That makes me feel much better about my athletic career. You ran forty <laughs> faster than he ran thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, I did there actually. Oh, well, let's see. He he ran what? He said a four-eight. Uh, no, I was right. Touch above that. Okay, so you guys so, pretty much ran at the same speed. Uh, he ran a four eight thirty five. I never, but I never ran like a five eight forty though. No, well, okay. I, I read it's always five. But he said five, his eight. hamstring was hurting, so maybe. Well, he, he was lying. He's what if you're laughing. He was lying about. It. Yeah, it was like about. It was like about a five. Hmm. I wasn't short speed. Not good. Stretch out a little bit. I was okay. Ran a forty yard dash once. <laughs> In sixth grade, and I believe the late Jim Stockert is still timing me because it was God it didn't go soul. very. It took a little bit of time for me to get all the yeah, way to the end. Sundial, there. yeah. 
It's like, yeah. geez, are they moving the cone back? I'm just not. I don't yeah. seem to be getting. It's like swimming I'm, in the ocean. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to overhype. It was like around a five that I ran. So it wasn't like I was. I think I ran like a four nine. How much one time. make a bet? I can throw a football Shut over up. the mountains. Shut up! But I mean, he said he ran five eight. That's it's like it's like holy cow for a quarterback that of makes, any ilk. That's in the like, NFL, made, that makes me feel good about how I was back then. Wonder if Tom Brady heard that was like you know. Wait a minute. I'm not doing anything right now. Orlovsky's yeah. off. Let's let's go. I'm not that slow yet. 7.50. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more of the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Cuckoo, loony, and crazy. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. All right, the, the big news this morning that um, Kevin Durant's being traded to Phoenix. It's the end of the uh, super team in Brooklyn. Just the end of super teams. And What's your favorite memory? Yeah. Of the super team <laughs> What's your Brooklyn? favorite memory? Is it Ben Simmons? <laughs> Here's a couple other things that are not Kevin Durant related or super team related. If you're a Broncos fan, are you rooting for the Chiefs Sunday? Because remember, they, they asked Sean Payton the other day, you know, mm-hmm. who are you rooting for? Well, there's no way I'm rooting for Kansas City now that I'm the Broncos coach. I'm picking the Eagles to win. Are you in the Sean Payton camp on that? Where if you're a Broncos fan, well, you may not hate Andy Reid, and I don't hate Andy Reid, and I don't hate Patrick Mahomes. I don't hate Travis Kelsey. I don't like those guys, actually. But I, I can't. I'm, I'm with Peyton on this. I can't. I just be. Ah, oh, you root for the, you know, the team in your division or your conference that your team mm-hmm. plays in. But if they're your rival, how do you root for them? If you really are their rival, how do you root for them? I want I your thoughts you on that, pile. Text or call us nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. 